Mahomes looks to throw it. Pump faking right side. He wants it. A comeback cut. It is caught by Kelsey. Touchdown, Kansas City. The game is over. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions. How about those Chiefs? Welcome to the Kingdom Corner. We're your hosts. That's Dale. I'm Andrew. We're here recapping the greatest game of the 2022 season into the 2023 postseason of the Kansas City Chiefs, who are now the world champions once again for the third time. Dale, how are you feeling on this fantastic victory Monday? Oh, man. I mean, it's it's unreal. It's surreal. So debating whether we're going to the parade or not. Uh, and so we'll yeah. figure out if we're going to be there at the parade and figure out those logistics. But it's sweet to have a parade. Absolutely. Yeah, can't beat that. And I mean, Mahomes now has uh, his second MVP, his second Super Bowl MVP, second Super Bowl trophy. I mean, his young career, there's no one who's had a better start to an NFL no. career than Patrick Mahomes. No, no one. Yeah, five no, AFC nobody. championships, uh, five Pro Bowls. Uh, you could just uh, – I think yeah. he was all pro. Uh, offensive player of the year one time. Yeah. I mean, just uh, – just he's just taking the, the, the league by storm, yeah. and he continues to do that. So, very impressive. Yeah, and not to contradict you or – <laughs> anything oh. like that but he has a uh, two all pros so oh two all pros okay yeah all right. but yeah, yeah but to your point every year he's been a starter in the league he's been yeah. a pro bowler every yeah. year he's been a starter in the league he's never finished short of the afc championship game never yeah i mean that's that's incredible incredible so we're in, we're here in a dynasty we're at the are, baby st- are, we're, are we're you the- labeling it a dynasty oh yeah i'm late i mean it has to be i mean five afc championship games he's played in all of them uh Two Super Bowls, three Super Bowl appearances. Uh, I would say that would classify as a dynasty. I I struggle to give them that label yet. Not. Well, I mean, just the start of it. I mean, we're in the start of it. We're in the beginning stages of the dynasty. You got to admit, I mean, five AFC championships are not obviously the goal uh, for any team. But to say, hey, he's given us a shot every the the five years he's been playing. I mean. I yeah, guess he's well, played six six years, but the five years he started as the quarterback is just unreal. Yeah, well, and it's like we've said before, and many other people have too. When you have one five back there, your team's always got a chance. Always. That's right. Let's let's both not take Super, it for granted. Both Super yeah. Bowl wins we've had now, we've been trailing by at least ten points, <laughs> and have won those games. So, and, I mean, for me, incredible. I never felt I never felt like it was outreach at any no, point. No, I didn't. The only question mark I had, and maybe we can get yeah, yeah. this here a little too, is right before half, Mahomes comes up, you know, and tweaks his ankle again, re-aggravates that injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what are you feeling at that point when Mahomes is hobbling off the field and very obviously in pain on the sideline? Yeah, not great, not good, uh, <laughs> because it didn't look like they hit his. Le- it didn't look like they were working on his left ankle. They were working on his right ankle, and so I was like, oh no, did he do something? totally different on, on the sideline and he was in an immense pain. And so we can't ever question that guy's toughness. Uh, and just, yeah, that's probably the only doubt. I was like, is he going to be able to come back? Is Chad Henney going to come in and, uh, and all that, but yeah, it was unreal. Yeah. And really that's the only question I really had even going into halftime. Cause I thought, man, as long as Mahomes is on the field, even as we've saved even on this podcast for as long as he's what 75, 80%, <laughs> I'm not worried, right? No, not worried. 100, but as long as he can get himself on the field, basically, yeah, you're going to have a chance to bring it back. And speaking of Chad Henney, uh, Chad Henney announced last night. I don't know if you saw us on his Instagram that he's calling it a career. 
Okay. So he's All right. Retiring according to his Instagram post and is a two time Super Bowl champion and has been very, <laughs> uh, has some very integral roles yeah, in yeah. Both those championship runs. Both I of mean, them. Yeah. This year alone, he led the Chiefs on a 98 yard touchdown drive in the postseason against the Jazz, which is the longest postseason no. touchdown drive in Chiefs history. Right. So, and then the he first one can't the, take anything away from that guy, even as a backup. He did his role and he did it very well. Yeah. And then even the first championship where uh for the Mahomes era was yeah. he uh, had that fourth and one against the Cleveland Browns. Yep. And so right. which was huge to keep us going. Yeah. So yeah, and that was followed up by the third round or third down play where he ran it. Yeah. Go for the first down and they marked him barely short of it. So, Oh yeah. 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 You can't say that guy doesn't have harder, doesn't play well, even so the question to me with the chat, anything is, uh, and we're, I guess we don't need to get too much into this. Yeah. We're about to, no. but just something in the future is, do we need to bring another veteran quarterback in for, uh, for a backup to Mahomes? Not because, of necessarily having a veteran just to have a veteran, but Chad Henney has been the lead a long time. Yeah, yeah. To help Mahomes out and help him his film study and, and other things right. as well. So I think you hit it right on the head and we can talk about that. But yeah, right on the head what does the film study help? Uh watching film and maybe seeing things that Mahomes doesn't see or Mahomes giving Henny assignments to like, hey, look for this and report back to me. And so yeah, I think someone a guy who can watch film uh and understands film would be key. Yeah. Yeah, so here's a couple questions we're going to get into uh, later on this episode as we work through the game. But first, uh, and we're not going to answer these at this exact moment, but one, uh, what are the chances that the Chiefs are going to repeat next year? Uh, who's your MVP <laughs> for the Chiefs outside of Mahomes? Okay. Uh, what about, you know, field conditions for the play, uh, you know? Oh, yeah. And, you know, turning point of the game. But as we jump into this game, though, here, the, the Chiefs and Eagles face off Super Bowl 57. I mean, before the game started, the Fox commentators, every single one picked the Eagles. Yeah. Every yeah. single one. Yeah. Right. And and on paper, you should. On paper, you should. Absolutely, you should. And we talked about before, on paper, the Eagles are the better team. Yeah. Yeah. What you can't factor into paper is Patrick Mahomes. That's right. What you can't factor into paper is Travis Kelsey. Boom. Right? I mean – just those two alone, yeah. and plus you can't factor in the speed of t Tony. You know you can't factor in the uh, ball awareness of Nick Bolton and where the ball is at all times. Yeah, yeah. There's things that don't quite factor into paper, but to, uh, I agree to your point. On paper, you should pick the Eagles. You should. And, and outside of the Chiefs and Kansas City uh, media coverage people, the majority of the nation was picking the Eagles. Yeah, and I think so, they heard that. I think they heard that. So let me ask you, how did you feel? So the Chiefs uh, win the toss. They defer. Kick off to the Eagles. The Eagles just march right down the field and put seven on the board. How did you feel at that point? I wasn't worried one bit at that point. Not one okay. bit. Okay. All right. All right. Not the one bit. The reason why is because Spags, as has been his MO for whatever reason, he constantly gives up plays oh, yeah. early in the, in the game constantly yeah. but he is great at making defensive adjustments and 
And I think a lot of people have been talking about getting rid of spags for whatever reason. <laughs> hey, don't be, throw, don't be pointing that. <laughs> don't be pointing those fingers hey, at me. Hey, yeah, I didn't mention any names, but since you brought it up, it was somebody on this <laughs> podcast and it was not me. So, but people brought it up for it. But I think when Spags yeah, yeah. gets into situations of playoffs and he just has one team to prepare for rather than preparing for a whole season, yeah, I think yeah. he prepares the team much better. And yeah. you give him two weeks, just like you give Andy two weeks coming off yeah. uh, a bye or anything like that. I mean, that just they're great coaches, you know. Whether, oh yeah, whether they're perfect or not, you know, those are things about each coach we probably wish was yeah. better. But they're both Hall of Fame. I don't, I'm oh yeah, they're both Hall of Fame, but they're both great coaches. Well, one, I mean, Spags though for sure. Spags is one. I mean, as a DC, he has beaten Tom Brady twice, right? Yeah. Yeah, with the Giants, yep, and so right. I mean, and then now he has two Super Bowls with the uh, Chiefs as the def- defensive coordinator. So I mean, like, you might we might have to start talking about Spags getting a, a gold jacket. You know what? That's a great point. So uh, there's a lot of people who have not been Tom Brady in the yeah. Super Bowl. Spags right. is not one of those people. Right. So I mean, uh, the reason we brought well, other than uh, Spags. <laughs> <laughs> with against the Buccaneers, Tom Brady, he didn't pull that one out, but he's still two and one in the Super Bowl against Tom. Oh, Brady. there you go. Yeah, yeah. I guess we should clarify so, that. That's true. I forgot about that. I don't count yeah. that Super Bowl because of our offensive line. I agree. It's yeah, it's almost so, not worth it. So I mean, the quite. I mean, we, again, we don't want to get in the weeds. We kind of talked about that earlier, but just the fact that if Spag stays, which I think he's under contract, but he could still leave. Someone could pick him up. Um, he all this teams, this whole team's coming back because they're all rookies. The, on the defensive side of the ball. And so a uh, majority of them, and we can look at that more, but just another year with them in his system yeah. has to be good. Yeah. Has absolutely. to be good. And so talking about those rookies, <laughs> how do you think the rookies uh, specifically in the secondary, how do you think they played in this game? Yeah. I thought they played well. I think uh, the AG, AJ Brown touchdown, I think next year that's an interception. I think McDuffie being yeah. in the league in a whole year, I think he figures that out. He figures it out the the play. I think that's an interception. So he was there, he was in the yeah. right spot, but uh, I just think he he'll, he'll learn and grow uh, from that. And so I thought they played great. Yeah, I agree. I think <laughs> overall the, that secondary played great. There were some, very obvious mistakes that they made yeah and a lot of them were on big uh big downs and big plays yeah. and just a third down just a little bit out of position but to the credit of the eagles too there are some plays even on third down that it was just a better offensive play yeah and great offense always beats great defense yeah every time because you place the ball in the perfect spot where even if you're in perfect defensive coverage your defensive guy can't get there and your yeah. offensive guy can and i mean you know, the tight end for the Eagles made catch after catch in big moments. So, yeah. uh, hats off to the Eagles, first of all. They played, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. A great game. A great yeah. game. And so, Jalen Hurts with 300 yards. I mean, running. I mean, he did everything he could uh, have done. And in fact, he may have been the better quarterback on the field, except for that. Uh, I think Mahomes came up in the bigger moments, right? Yeah. He, yeah. when he Absolutely. needed a play, he gave you a play. And so, yeah. that was, it was fantastic. But yeah, Eagles. That off- that offensive line's real. Uh, the defensive line, I don't know. I don't think that did they get well, any sacks. They, I they mean, got, we can talk. <laughs> yeah, they got zero sacks. So we'll we'll get into this a little more. So okay, let's, all right, let's start all right, with this. All right. So the game starts. The Eagles march down, get touched on right yeah. away. I'm not nervous at all because I'm just thinking, well, this is just how yeah. the Chiefs defense yeah. seems to roll yeah. at this point. The Chiefs march down, get a, a touchdown to match them, right? 
Right. But then uh, that's when things start falling apart. Look, as the Eagles go down, score again. Mm -hmm. Chiefs get the ball, and uh, they get down within field goal range, and Butker misses a 42, (laughs) 43-yard field goal. Right? How are you feeling in that moment when Butker misses that field goal? Oh, man, not good, not great. Uh, I didn't care for the – again, we've talked about this on the – the podcast all year is uh, we're both, I think in favor of just going for it. And I didn't think field goals were going to win this game. And well, I was wrong, I guess, because it did, but, uh, but overall that early on, I was like, so once he misses, it's like, Oh, they should just went for it and, you know, kept the ball going and kept the drive going. And so, but yeah, it was, it was definitely interesting. Uh, And so I felt a little bad or a little off, uh, on that, but no, it was, you know, you, you got to trust Harrison and he did come up in the end and did win, win us the game. So it was fantastic. Yeah. That is always a good thing. And so, uh, Harrison Bucker misses that field goal. And I'm just kind of think, man, we're back to, you know, week one here in Arizona where Harrison Baker first injured his leg yeah. you know, on a kickoff because of bad turf. Yeah. Last night, it was no exception again. The guys on both teams were sliding around. The Eagles kicker on a kickoff had the same play that injured Butker the first game of the year. The only difference is his leg slid instead of, you know, catching, you know, a little bit. All right. And so, yeah. So the field, I didn't feel like was great played. Also, here's my question is should the NFL. At this point, should they start having requirements for their field uh, for game days? Yeah, I and think. Spe- uh, and especially for the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, I think it should be requirements. There should be a check uh, because you, as for the NFL's sake, you don't want a conversation the next day after the greatest game, after the, one of the best seasons I can remember. I mean, just overall, one of the best seasons. Uh, you don't want that to be a topic of conversation. You solely you want it to be focused in on – uh, the game itself and not the, not the grass. And that guy calls yeah. himself the, the sod father. <laughs> I think he needs a, I think he needs a new oh, name. Man. <laughs> yeah. That's not one you want to go with, especially when you're having issues on the field like they were last night. And so this is just an idea I've been kicking around, but, uh, and obviously this probably isn't foolproof uh, right. idea either, but just an idea off the top of my head here is what if the NFL had to, uh, require certain field uh, measures for whatever reason for any game. Because you remember yeah. a few years ago, the Chiefs and Chargers were scheduled to play a game in Mexico. Yeah. And that field was in such poor condition that the right. the, the NFL actually moved the game and mm-hmm. said, no, we're not playing there. We're not going to take our players to that kind of field. And what if – and I'm not saying the field last night was near to the shape of that field. No, was. no, no, no. It, it no. wasn't. But you don't want even second – third week of the season or week one like we had with our kicker right where maybe Mahomes goes down for the season maybe Jalen Hurts goes down for the season maybe these people and these players who are now becoming the face of the NFL are out for the entire season and now the NFL has a product that's not going to be near as great because all the top people are out for the year because of injury due to field issues yeah and And so so yeah yeah and so I think the NFL needs to have certain requirements and what those requirements are. I'm not a field expert to be able to tell you what those would be, but they have to have certain requirements to meet uh, for each game. And that, and that field would be uh, graded by whoever the NFL points to do. Right. So, 
you know, and so they would go to that field, maybe the Wednesday, Thursday, and by Friday for sure, they make a, and so like Wednesday, you can say, Hey, you got to fix these things before the week's out Right. And by Friday. Cause uh, usually Friday, Saturday is when the teams would fly out. And so before a team would fly out, that field would be given a grade, you know, on, you know, a one to 10 scale. So for, yeah. for example, I know that sand for sand volleyball has a one to 10 scale. Yeah, uh, based on the quality of the sand and like the Olympics would be a 10, you know, they would require a 10 uh, for sand volleyball. And so, you know, you'd give a ranking of, of that sort to a field. And I'm not saying they all have to be tens, but they should probably be at least eight or nines or whatever it would be. And so yeah. if, uh, if a team didn't pass their field requirement by that Friday, the home team would then have to do one of two things. They would have to find uh, another venue that would be approved by <laughs> both the wow. NFL That'd be approved by both the NFL and the opposing team. Now the opposing team can't just say no because they don't want to, but you know, so right, you have to think through some of these things. But they have to either be able to find a venue to host that game with a certain number of seating requirements, um, or if they are unable to, the visiting team would then host that game and not be, you know, counted off at any sort for, you know, being another home game. Right, and I mean, like you make all. Amazing points. And as you were talking, I was just thinking about, and I know this may be, this may be crazy and i probably takes a lot of money away from uh, different uh, teams and owners. I'm sure the Arizona guy, the owner of Arizona got a big check uh, for hosting sure the, the hosting the Super Bowl. But the problem was that they've had two years. They knew the Super Bowl was going to be in Arizona for two years. So they had two years to make sure this field was ready to be played on. Uh, and not to be a topic of conversation. I'm sure the sod father is sad about this. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Not only is that, it? But, oh, but they had yeah. a month between yeah. because the Cardinals were not in the playoffs. No. So I don't know when their last home game was, if it was the last week of the season or but whenever it was, they had a minimum of a month uh, with no one being on that field to get that yeah. field ready. You know, but and I know think... that many other teams throughout the league will actually replace their sod in the middle of the season when a team is going to be gone for yeah. two to three weeks. And that the Chiefs have done that. Yeah, yeah. And they've done it multiple times and there's been no issues when the team comes back. And right. so if you're telling me this guy has a month and the field is in this kind of condition. Yeah. So my thought, crazy thought, the NFL is worth billions and billions of dollars, right? Yeah. Why don't they just build a field? In a stadium, oh, in a so, city so, that maybe doesn't have an NFL team. So kind of like the Canton game in the preseason. Yeah, well, not that because that those fields out here are terrible too, uh, usually. Well, but yeah, where they yeah, would but, have but a to field. That point, they would have their the NFL would actually own a neutral site field, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I I think that'd be a perfect alternative. Yeah, I would. I'd and then have that. all the owners throw in some money. And then they would all get a piece of the check. So I mean, like you know, like they would all get part of ownership. Or if you wanted to put in a part of that ownership, then you're like, okay, this is a neutral field. It's always going to play. And I don't know what's the neutral, like a big city, but a big city that doesn't host. And like that we own this field and we're going to make sure it's the best uh, to its ability. And so that would be an interesting idea. But yeah, I think yeah. like this, take the conversation, take that whole conversation out of existence where like, Oh, the field was terrible, but they would control yeah. the field. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's a really good idea. So, uh, but back to the game. So that's yeah, that's a good conversation, though. So yeah, we'll probably revisit later on. So, but back to the game. So the first half, 
uh, I kind of thought going into this game, I, I said, you know, the Chiefs defense, they've got to get at least two stops in each half. They don't have to stop them every time, but two stops right. in a half is what I thought going into the game. But then I don't know if the exact average was, but the average uh, a drive for each team was not two or three minutes or four minutes. The average no. drive for these scoring drives were probably seven to nine minutes. And so when you have those long of play drives, you really only need one stop a half. Yeah. And the Chiefs got stopped twice in the first half. Uh, they missed field goal, had to punt twice. They only forced one punt uh, in the first half. And so, but even so, I thought, you know, because of Nick Bolton heads up play, right? Jalen Hurts, yeah. great game as we talked about. You look on paper, Jalen Hurts probably uh, <laughs> maybe deserved the MVP other than maybe. one thing. That costly fumble. Yeah. And that costly fumble cost him the game. And so for that reason, I would say he probably didn't deserve the MVP. But either so, so Jalen Hurts is running with the ball, just drops it. No one hits him, just drops the ball. And as he's dropping this ball, Nick Bolton is in the right place at the right time, Man. picks it up, runs it back for a touchdown. And that, you know, even though that didn't necessarily um, put the Chiefs ahead at that point, it did time at that point. But, yeah. Uh, otherwise, the Chiefs would have been down by 17 going into the half, and Whew. they were only down at 10 at the half. But, uh, but either way, so Nick Bolton was all over the field. Jalen Hurts, you know, other than that one play, had huge play. But then the second half comes around, and the Chiefs' offense, uh, they find their gear, they find their momentum, yeah. they find their fire, whatever you want to call it. They can't be stopped. No. Right? They are just moving the ball. And the Chiefs' defense – you know, forces uh, another punt in the second half, and that was enough to change the game right there. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the Chiefs offense looked really good in the second half. I think they had four possessions in the second half, and, uh, well. Yeah, scored every time, right? <laughs> every, time. every time. Yeah, yeah, in the fourth quarter alone, the Chiefs put up 17 points. Right. So, uh, and they put up a total of 24 points in the second half, so. That's so it just shows you that anytime the Chiefs are down, they're never down. That's right. Every Super Bowl, as we mentioned a second ago, that that the Chiefs have won uh, in the last few years that Mahomes has been here, they've been trailing by um, at least ten points. Yeah, you know, and many playoff games we've talked about, you know, before they've trailed by even more than that. So, uh, and we'll get to like that last penalty and stuff here in just a second. But what was the turning point in this game for the Chiefs? Or yeah, maybe the, turning, the downfall of the turning point for the Eagles. Either way, yeah, I think uh, I think you nailed it with the punt, uh, the fumble. That was a big turning point because I think that, uh, it, like you said, uh, I think it was was it fourteen to seven at that point. Then they tied it up 14-14. Yep. Yep. So at minimum, that's like, and the Eagles have moved the ball and they moved the ball all game. Uh, so that was like a ten point swing right there, I think. And so for them to tie it was huge. And Nick Bolton, talk about bounces. I mean, that just bounced Man. right into his hands, and so that was fantastic. Yeah. But the turning point for me in the second half was that punt return yes, uh, with Tony. It uh, was huge. And so I think it was a bad punt. Not a bad punt, but I don't think – I just watched a, a, an analysis of that punt. And the Gunners, if you watch it again, uh, are headed towards the left side of the field, and the ball goes to the right side. And so they were all out of position, all out of whack. And Tony almost gets that thing in the end zone and that is just unbelievable but that that turned the game around because that gave them a short field yeah. get a quick score which they needed you know you need those quick scores to come back and so they got that quick score and huge momentum shift yeah. in the game yeah and when tony 
cut it back to the left, you know, he had like five guys right there around that probably should have tackled him. Yeah. But then as he kind of stumbles a little bit, but keeps his balance, looks over the right and everybody's crashed in on that left side. Yeah. And so by the time he pulled left, everybody did not keep their lanes. Yeah. And all of a sudden there was a huge opening to the right that uh, he took huge advantage of. So yeah, that was a huge point. So, uh, I would agree that was a huge turning point in the second half and this fumble in the first half as well. Yeah. Uh, the missed field goal potentially could have been a, a huge turning point for the Chiefs or the Eagles too. Uh, yeah. Just driving down the field and, you know, miss that one. And then the next two offensive drives, the Chiefs have to punt. So, yeah. Uh, that really threw the Chiefs' offense out of rhythm. So that was a huge turning point as well. But they came out the second half ready to play. There you go, man. They were ready. Uh, just to backtrack, sidetrack, I guess. Do you think Tommy Townsend is kicking the ball too far? <laughs> <laughs> is that possible? Uh, uh, dude, that guy can boom the, boom the ball. But, man, it seems like sometimes he's out kicking his coverage. Uh, it's taking him for a while to get down there. And so, yeah, I just think a little bit of that. But, no, he – he played well. I mean, if we remember uh, his last Super Bowl, he didn't play as well as that. He shanked a couple yeah. of them, and so he played really well, yes, uh, Tommy. Did. And so that was nice to see. Yeah. Well, it, it's a good point you brought that up. So he in that first Super Bowl, he did not play well at all. And uh-huh. this year, he's named AP First Team All Pro. So uh, yeah, credit to Reed and two for sticking with the guy and seeing the potential in him too, and not giving yeah. up on him just because of one bad game, even though it. Uh, was the biggest game of his career to that point. So right, and he was a rookie. Let's all make let's make sure yes. that he was a rookie that year. So yeah, so ag- agreed. So then we get to the end of the game here, right? And uh-huh. there's a lot we could talk about in this game, but this is the talking point that everybody's talking about right now. Chiefs' final drive, the, the game's tied up. Well, first off, Chiefs go up after that, um, after their last touchdown there to Sky Moore. After the Tony return uh, uh-huh. back to, you know, the four or five, whatever it was. And then the Eagles get the ball, drive down the field, get a touchdown, and they're down by two points, and they decide to go for a two-point conversion. Yeah. And so I don't know about you, but at that point, once they scored that two-point conversion, and even before the two-point conversion, I thought, you know what? It's probably better for the Chiefs to allow them to get this two-point conversion. Yeah, yeah. You know, and – you know, right or wrong, that's just kind of what I thought. And I thought that simply because Andy Reid and the Chiefs uh, have <laughs> ha- – they have this habit, okay, right? They have this habit of when they get yeah. a little bit of a lead in the fourth quarter, it doesn't matter. Now, if there's 15 minutes left, maybe not. But if there's less than 10 minutes left in the game and they have a lead, yeah. I can tell you their play call, run, run, screen pass. That. <laughs> You know, and every once in a while they'll surprise you and do something different, and yeah. it works because even the other team's not expecting it because they do run, run, screen pass. And so instead of uh, the Eagles going for one and giving the Chiefs, uh, let them hold on to that one point lead, and then maybe the Chiefs and Andy Reid calling more conservative plays, the game's now tied, and they know that they have to go down and score. They can't just play conservative and try to run the clock out. And so I think that forced the Chiefs to be a little bit more aggressive or to continue to be aggressive in their play calling, I think that helped the Chiefs out in the long run. Oh, yeah, I would say so. We, we see that fear sometimes where they just run, run, screen pass. It doesn't right. work, and we're punting. That's right. And so the Chiefs get the ball uh, back after the Eagles get that two-point conversion. They go on a 
long drive. There's about five minutes and change left at that point when they get the ball. All they got to do is run the clock out and get in field goal range, and they'll have the win. So they get down yeah. there. They're in the red zone. It's third down, and Juju does the same move that has gotten the Chiefs a touchdown the previous yeah. two plays uh, or two drives. And so the previous two drives, it has been third down and goal from the four and the five. One goes to Tony, one goes to Sky Moore on the other side. But, you know, pre-snap movement, they run inside. And yeah. I guess they saw something on film, right? That the Eagles they were overcommitting. They, the Eagles were trying to jump routes when there were some, you know, pre-snap motion going on. And in doing so, the the Eagles got themselves out of position and gives wide open touchdowns to both uh, Tooney and to Sky Moore. And so yeah. this one wasn't a pre-snap uh, movement, but after the snap, same kind of movement, though, tries to go inside and then pull back out to the left. And Mahomes throws it to Juju, third down, incomplete. But there's some laundry on the field, right? Yeah. So there's some laundry field they call defensive holding automatic first down for the Chiefs. And at this point, there's only about a minute and some change left. And so there's not much time left at all. And the Chiefs are saying, all we got to do is run the clock out now and kick a field goal. Boom. And so Eagles fans are upset. What do you think about that play call? Should it be called? Should it not be called? Whew. See, the, I've, I've gone back and forth in my mind because if we're on the other side of that uh, call, we want so if it's McDuffie or it's Sneed covering AJ Brown, you know, and AJ Brown does that, and he tag, he grabs, and um, they call it. We're furious too. Yeah. But here's the thing for Chiefs fans: we have been on that side of the ball how many times, Andrew? Too many to count. Too many. <laughs> too to count. too yeah. many to count. Yes. Uh, and so we have a two-inch offsides call on D Ford. Uh, Mahomes' first year that takes us out of the Super Bowl. And so, could the could the could the zebras could the refs had not blown that call and we had an interception and we win the game? Yes, they could have, but they did it because yeah. that's the rules. And so, could the refs not have called a roughing the passer on Chris Jones for hitting him in the shoulder instead of the face mask like they said they thought he did? Yes, but they didn't. They called it and they continue to drive. And so I think we've been on this side and we have felt this pain uh, a lot. Yeah. So with that penalty here, uh, the cornerback there for the Eagles, James Bradbury, you know, he said this exact quote in the locker room after the game. He said, it was holding. I tugged his jersey. I was hoping they would let it slide. Yeah. So he, even he knew it was a penalty. And uh, from the angle they showed on the, uh, on the national broadcast TV, right. it didn't look like anything. And you're, no. looking at and you're like, he didn't even tug anything. But right. the problem is there's a back angle uh, camera that you can see too. And when you watch from that angle, you can actually see the jersey being pulled. And when a receiver is trying to cut back another way and a, and a defender is pulling their jersey, they're going to call that every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And now, did I think it really affected Juju's route? No, I, I I don't. But who's, well, who's, who's to, to say? I was say, but who's to say for sure, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, who's to say for sure? But to your point, yeah, the Chiefs have been on the other side of that many times, and yeah, and then the argument comes down even beyond whether that was a penalty. This is the real question: is 
should refs be allowed to dictate games in the final whatever however many <clears throat> minutes rather than the players right because and that's a topic of debate all the time is right 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 because right. one side you don't want it and it, it all depends on which side your team falls on, on yeah that's exactly how you feel is if you're the team that benefits from it, you're like oh yeah I, absolutely they should call that right if you're on the team that gets the penalty called against you, you're like you should just let them play let them play. And so, I mean, I, I don't know if there's really a balance in there. I'm all about keeping refs accountable. We've talked many times this year that the refs have not been up to par this year. And oh, like yeah, definitely. This year, overall, they have just kind of taken a step backwards. But it, it feels like it's always been something with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, every time they win or anytime they win, it feels like, oh, well, the refs did this or the overtime rules aren't fair. Or uh, you have one five in the backfield, so he has to throw left-handed now because he's too good right-handed. And so right. it's just, it's, that's I right. mean, that's what I mean. That's what we're gonna like come down to. And yeah. so, yeah, it's just, it's wild. It's wild for me to think about. It's wild uh, that you know, hey, these guys played all great games. Yeah, everybody did, except for Philly's defense. They couldn't stop the Chiefs in the second half. So if you're mad yeah. about that, you just be mad about every play then. Yeah. Well, the Chiefs converted here. The Chiefs converted there. I mean, like, you just if you're going to nitpick one play, that's why. Just what drives me crazy is we're 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 taking all the play. And yes, did it decide a lot? Because then you have Jerry McKinnon who runs to the two yard line and kneels down and takes the rest of the time off. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and we'll get back to that slide too, which I yeah. think is a huge play. But the other side is there's a lot of penalties in the game that were not called too. I'm probably yeah. on both sides, you know, right. False, false starts. You know, there were some, Oh, TJ Lang was false starting I, every time. I know. <laughs> so there was some, some like that. There was the obvious pass interference. That I thought obvious in the first half against Juju, same uh, guy. Where the guy, yeah. Twisted him. Around. I mean, Juju spun and kind of fell to the ground as the ball's in the air before it even gets to him. Yeah. Third and no eight. Call. Yeah. And the Chiefs have to punt because of that non call. Yeah. And so, there's penalties on both sides can go either way. The and to your point, the game is not decided on one play or one penalty. Right. It's decided in the other, you know, 59 minutes of the game, not in the yeah. one minute that it happened. Right. And so uh the I I think the refs have to call whatever it is in that moment. Whatever they've been calling the rest of the game is what they have to call in that moment yeah. too. And so, you know, you we can sit here and go back and forth and Say well, they should or shouldn't. They should just let the players or the athletes or whoever dictate the outcome of the game. But whatever they've been calling for the rest of the game, they should call in that moment as well to keep it a yeah. fair and clean game. Right. Otherwise, you just end up with chaos in the last few minutes. Chaos, yeah. So the ref saw yeah. something. He called it. He saw something. Yeah. Well, if you look from the the back angle uh, camera, you can actually see the jersey being pulled, but that's not the angle that was shown on national TV. Right. So, no. Yeah. Or on but, this, all the all the talk radio shows today. Yes. Absolutely. I'm not showing that angle. So <laughs> they are not, not at all. So, <laughs> but to your point of Jerry McKinnon, then going down and, and sliding uh, to run yeah. the clock out. Think about this. Jerry McKinnon, he was not on the team the last time they won a Super Bowl. Right. This is going to be his first Super Bowl. He is not really, uh, I'm going to say he's not really cemented his name in the game to this yeah. point. I'm not saying he hasn't had good plays, I'm not saying he hasn't done any of those things. But uh, other than that, he hasn't really done much of anything, right? Uh -huh. So he has a moment here to add his name to the uh, <laughs> –
to the record books for life of saying, you know, I scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl, but instead keeps his head on him and instead slides down to um, run the clock out rather than getting a moment of glory. And I think that just right. goes to the point of this team all season is has not been about one person. It's been about the team. Yeah. Because right? Travis Kelsey started with like 12 touchdowns over like the first, what, like eight weeks or whatever it oh, was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then went a long stretch without any touchdowns. And you never heard one thing about him saying, man, I wish I just get the ball more. Man, I wish I get a touchdown. It was just, we're winning. We're winning. Keep it moving. That's Just right. So, and, the, and the McKinnon said at the post game, he was like, "Yeah, we practice that. That's what we're supposed to do." So it's high. Uh, it's it's Andy Reid and his coaching staff getting the boys ready uh, during those situations and just going over the situations so they know what to do. Yeah. Uh, and the Eagles were letting them trying to let them score. I mean, they wanted yeah, the ball back, and they so were. yeah, yeah. And so we got to shout out the Chiefs' offensive line, right? We get, oh, we're going up yes. against the. <laughs> We talk first off, back up a one step here. <laughs> We've talked about this a lot, right? We've gone yeah. up against these top five defenses all year long. Uh-huh. And Dale, what have I told you what happens after the Chiefs play these top five defenses? They're not, they're not top five anymore. They're not a top five defense anymore, right? Yeah. And I think, and I'm not throwing shade at the Eagles, but to a point, they they kind of fell into that same category because as of today and even last night, Eagles fans are calling for the firing of their defensive coordinator, who they've been singing the praise of all year long. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, he's going to get a head coaching job at uh, Arizona, maybe. Yeah, he might. He might, right? No. And so uh, the Eagles all year long have been said to have a great defense, and when it comes up to this moment, they just kind of follow it short. They have the most sacks of any defense in the league by a long shot, I think by uh, – at least 15 sacks, which is yep. huge because the Chiefs right. were second. And I think there's a 15-sack gap between first and second place. And last night, the Eagles had zero sacks. So, shout-out to the Chiefs offensive line, especially after Mahomes got hurt and he really couldn't yeah, yeah. move near as much. Uh, he was mm. still moving you know, up and down, yeah. but not but not side to side very well. And all of a sudden, oh, so is the, is the offensive line better? Okay, Dale. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I will give you this. I will give you this. Uh, the Chiefs' offensive line is much better than I gave them credit for. Yeah, so, there you go. All right, all right. I win one. I won one. You, you got it, man. You got it. So they're much better but, than I gave them credit for. And I'll say, Andrew Wiley. I mean, I tearing think, people up. I I watched just a few highlights. I haven't watched the whole game yeah. back yet, but I watched a few highlights. Uh, they didn't chip those guys a lot. No, they just left them and said. Uh, hold your man. Yeah. And that, that was a talk all week is like, how much are they going to help the tackles out? And they just said, right, right, right. we're not. Yeah. Uh, it's up to you. Do do your job. Right. To quote, you know, Bill Belichick there, but and yeah. Andrew Wiley stepped up and did his thing. But not only in the pass blocking, did they do their job? The run game. Yes. Uh, they did their job. Uh, they outrushed Philly. And yeah. so, and so Pacheco had – I mean, we haven't mentioned his name, which is crazy. I mean, we're probably like 35, 40 minutes into this, the talking, and we haven't even mentioned Pacheco's name yet. He had himself a game, uh, a game of, his, game of his career, I would say, in the biggest moments too, and just running angry and just running people over in the secondary. I mean, my goodness. And so we got him for the next couple of years. It's pretty exciting. That is, yeah. And even on that rushing – uh, the Chiefs averaged over six yards a carry in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, and 
that's going up against the Eagles, who put up just a little under four yards, a 3.6 yards of carry. Uh, <laughs> the Chiefs put up 158 yards total rushing to the Eagles, 115. So, yeah. I mean, those are some huge and numbers. How many Hurts had 70, 70 yards of those? 70? Yeah, 70. And I believe uh, I heard that that's the most rush yards in a Super Bowl by a quarterback. Yeah. So, I mean, it's big. It's big. Yeah. So you take those 71 yards away, and what are you left with the running backs back there? Not much. Uh, not much at all. Not much so at all. 40, so 40, 50 yards? Yeah. Yeah, somewhere around 50, you know, 50 yards or so. So not not very many. Yeah, so uh, how about this? So Mahomes got the Super Bowl MVP. He yeah. is the first player since Kurt Warner did in 1999 to win both the NFL regular season MVP as well as the Super Bowl MVP. Uh, so it's been 23 years. So it almost seems like anymore that the MVP award has become a quarterback award, yeah. right? Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right or wrong, that's just what it is at this point. So, thinking outside the box, so other than Mahomes, who gets your MVP vote on the Chiefs team? Yeah. Okay. So if Nick Bolton would have got that second touchdown, uh, he would have got it for sure. But since he didn't, I'm giving it to the entire offensive line. All right. So, <laughs> so, so the one? entire off- give, give me one. No, all guy. Of them. All right. Well, all of them. Okay, I'll take it. But give me one guy. Yeah. What, yeah. Okay. Is there, is there any one guy? I'll just ask this way. You don't have to give me an exact. Yeah. Name, but I got a guy. Is there any yeah. one guy that stood out on that offensive line? Yeah. Well, you mentioned Wiley, and he did do a great job. But I'm going to say, are your guy, Orlando Brown? Did Ed my guy, <laughs> your guy Orlando Brown? My, my, my guy's Trey Smith on that. I know your line, guy Trey Smith yeah. is, but I'm just messing with you. But yes, Orlando Brown on the tackle, left by himself, no help. He did a tremendous job uh, protecting Mahomes, and in that run game, uh, was just fabulous. So yeah, I think they did. I mean, you could have given it to Tooney, you could give it to Smith, you could give it mm. to Creed. I thought they all did a great job. Uh, and so I was half joking about the Orlando Brown just to mess with you. Yeah. But yeah, I would think uh, all, all of them did just a, a tremendous job of keeping Mahomes clean and healthy. And then to really push their, push themselves. Cause I think the, the Eagles defensive line were three sacks away from beating the 85 bears in the most sacks in a season. So yeah, they're they're close. That's for sure. <laughs> they, they were close. They were close. But yeah. So who would you give if it weren't the offensive line? Who so, would you give? Even though uh, he didn't have that second fumble recovery for a touchdown, yeah. I'm still giving it to Nick Bolton. Okay. Uh, All simply right. because you watch that game, uh, and I haven't even watched it back again, but just that first time watching it through, yeah, that dude was everywhere. Even if everywhere. he wasn't the one making the tackle, he was forcing them back to yeah, uh, whatever place. I mean, he's the one that pressured. Jalen Hurts, even though he didn't cause the fumble, they caused Jalen Hurts to try yeah. to do whatever and just drop the ball. He's and the one would that, you? Oh, yeah, sorry. I can say uh, you can also give another shout out to on the defensive side to Frank Clark because even though he Frank didn't Clark. have uh, a sack, uh, there's two official sacks on the books, but none of them were really sacks. Hurts just ran out of bounds behind the line of scrimmage. So yeah, they're sacks, but they're really not. So, but but Frank oh, Clark. Could've... Could have got a Big Mac today. Dang. I know. I know. You could have. <laughs> yeah, so Frank Clark is another big guy. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to go with Nick Bolton, though. I, I think he would deserve the MVP uh, behind Mahomes. Yeah. Well, you mentioned it, but, you know. Yeah. You mentioned Nick Bolton and, like, his intensity. I felt like the uh, defense came out with an intensity where they were going to be the tougher team. 
And that was exciting to see. And I, I kind of set the stage, especially on that first like little play, they just destroyed Sanders uh, on yeah. that run. And so, yeah, they, yeah, they were definitely the more physical team uh, most of the night, not all the night, but most of the night, they seemed like the more physical we're going to hit you in the mouth kind of team. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are sitting here thinking, well, that's not true because the Eagles went up and down the field on the chief defense and uh, to their credit, you know, the Eagles did move the ball pretty easily against the chiefs, but <laughs> yeah, when they need a stop, they got to stop. Right? They got to stop. That's right. All, all they needed was one or two stops in the game. And that's exactly what they got. They got two punts and one fumble and that's yeah. all they needed to uh, turn the game around, including, you know, the, Fumble return for a touchdown, which changed the entire yeah. game. So, in which we have to remember that uh, this is an offensive ran league. Yes. Uh, so all the rules are bent towards the offense. So yeah, that's why this bend don't break is kind of the way that the model that's being taken now. Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm sure we'll do another episode here pretty soon to kind of oh, recap yeah. a little bit more of the season. But just any quick thoughts on the season as a whole for the Chiefs? Pretty unreal. I mean, I've said that like 18 times now, but it, this whole season just been, I mean, it's had its ups and downs, its ebbs and flows. I mean, we weren't even supposed to be here. Yeah. It's supposed uh, to be a rebuilding year, right? Rebuilding. We weren't it, I, supposed I, to win our division. Yeah, the, it was a rebuilding year. And the whole, I mean, just for the fact that a whole new wide receiver room, besides Nicole Harmon uh, and Travis Kelsey, yeah, the defensive side of the ball was just brand new. Uh, Chris Jones, Nick Bolton, Willie Gay, uh, Thornhill, you know, kind of were the – and Sneed were the staples. But other than that, it was kind of all new. Frank Clark, you can throw in there. But, yeah, just for them to do what they did uh, in, a, in this season is just unbelievable. And so it's exciting to be a Chiefs fan, and uh, hopefully they keep it moving. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'd say once again, if this is what the Chiefs do in the rebuilding year, watch out NFL. Oh, yeah. Right? So, I mean – the Chiefs have put everybody on notice now that not only are they the team to beat, they might be the team to beat for the next 10 years. So as long yeah. as you got Mahomes and Reed, and there was some speculation of people asking Reed, like, are you retiring? Like, I didn't even know that was a question right now. And I don't think right. there's any chance he's retiring after this year. I think there would have been a lot more conversations oh, yeah. going into that. He's, but uh, He's going to retire in Mahomes' prime, going into his prime. Yeah. <laughs> I, that, that dude loves football too much and has been yeah. waiting for a quarterback of this caliber to, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's already a Hall of Fame coach. Now getting two Super Bowls, he has solidified himself as a Hall of Fame coach. Oh, yeah. So, um, man, thankful to have that guy here. We've had a lot of rough seasons uh, leading up to this, so it's not going to last forever. So we're going to enjoy every bit of it. Every Super Bowl that victory that we can win, we're going to take 100% yes. of the time. So uh, last question for you before we jump off of this. What are the chances that the Chiefs repeat next year? Ooh. So I don't know. It's Honestly, tough. I'm going to say, are they favorite? The odds come are, out for next year? They are, they came out last night, my friend, and the okay. Chiefs are already favored. So Are they favored to repeat? They are. Oh, wow. I so, would say, yeah. I mean, like, you're going to think most what, of the – I mean, I think I'll be interested to see what they do with the wide receiver. I know Juju's on a one-year deal. I don't know if MVS was on a one-year deal, but, you know, it would be interesting. MVS is here for a couple of years. I think he's okay. on a three-year deal. Okay, so yeah, you got a you got a couple question marks, but yeah, I think that uh, why not one five's back there still, right? Why not? Right. Why not so, repeat? So what's the chances you'd give them? What percent? I give them eighty uh, percent. All right, I like it. Yeah, yeah I think uh, the Chiefs have got to be the favorite still, uh, yeah. just because one five is still back there, Mahomes is still back there, Andy Reid's still going to be coaching. 
they've got to be the favorites. I I don't know what percentage I give them, but I give them at least a seventy five percent chance to repeat. Yeah, uh, good as anybody to repeat. Might yeah. as well pick them. Uh, I mean the the AFC Championship game will be at Arrowhead. I mean it's the Arrowhead Invitational. That's right. So That's right. <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, and if you're not following us on Twitter already, make sure you are. It's Kingdom underscore Corner uh, on Twitter, both with K's Kingdom and Corner. Start with a K there. Uh, we just finished up another giveaway today, and we'll probably be starting another one with a signed Chris Jones. Wow. Uh, authentic, uh, verified, Whew. all that stuff. Uh, Come on. Playing card. So, I mean, man, all, all I know is it seems like these prizes keep getting better and better. I would suggest you just go ahead and follow us on Twitter. Uh, you always get uh, to be in to be in the drawing for any of these, you have yeah. to be following us. You have to retweet it. And if you tag a friend in the comments, you get additional entries for each okay. friend that you tag. So a lot of ways to get entries, a lot of ways to be giving these away and to get in the drawing form. So we want to keep these two, but man, we just want to share the love a little bit. We want you to be able to follow us and get all the good content we're putting out there. So if you have any questions you want us to cover during this off season, any thing with chiefs related or even NFL related, you know, shoot us a, a message on Twitter or comment on anything that we're putting out there. We'd be glad to address any of that. So thanks for joining us in this episode of the kingdom of corn. This episode is brought to you by Ohe threads where a portion of every purchase goes to support missions all over the world. One super soft tea at a time. We'll see you next time right here in the kingdom corner.